Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. Uh, with me as always is my uh, co-host and uh, resident, uh, Elias Castellas, George Rogers. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you. And, uh, and joining us on this podcast for the first time, if you've listened to Biggie Garangy, he was there uh, a few times, from the, uh, from the Hey You Guys podcast, it's our good friend, Scott Boyd. Good evening, gents. Happy to be here. Good. That's the show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're here today to uh, talk about a, the, the classic 1990 movie um, based off of the uh, legendary comic book series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, um, you know, we figured, well, George pitched the idea to me that uh, Scott's a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, as is George and myself. So why not have him join us for this little discussion? Um, so, but, but yeah, so, um, but, uh, George, um, you know, uh, with George, and I were talking about a little bit before this, uh, before, before you joined us, Scott, about, um, you know, about this movie and just, and just the, the trilogy itself. Um, and, uh, when did you first, uh, when did you first see, um, this, uh, this movie? I saw it in the theaters. I mean, this Did 19... 1990 puts me at seven, eight, oh. no, seven, six, seven. But I mean, this was, um, this was like the franchise that I was into at that exact time. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of my friends being into GI Joe, He Man, mm-hmm. Turtles was where my head was at. I, I took karate because I was a Turtles guy. I had mm-hmm. all the all the characters, the action figures, loved, loved, loved the Saturday morning cartoon, mm-hmm. watched them over and over and over again, had VHS tapes of the Saturday morning cartoon, watched those over and over and over again. And I'm going to mention a couple things, uh, I'm sure today, about how I took my love of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the next level, even as I was a kid. But I saw the movies in the theater, um, you know, had all the action figures, super, super excited to talk about it today. Really kind of mm-hmm. dive in. Mm-hmm. No, I, uh, I hear you. I was the same with, uh, with turtles as a kid. Um, and, uh, George will test this. I always talk about it. The Ninja turtles is one of like the pillars of my childhood fandom that got me into everything else. It was like, it was Ninja turtles, ghostbusters, robocop and like the flash tv show like those were the things that really kind of opened the the floodgates for everything else so but uh funny enough i saw secret of the use first um so i I actually prefer secret of the use over this one um and i still yet i still yet to see uh the third movie because i didn't know it existed until like 10 years ago and (laughs) when i found out that it was existed george was like yeah don't watch it so i haven't bothered watching (laughs) We, I, I want to dive into, I, I really want to dive into two versus one if we have the, the time to do it, because mm-hmm. there is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad you're a, a Secret of Views stan, because mm-hmm. I would love to hear more about um, how you think or, or why you think it, uh, it tops one, which I'm sure I'm going to be fine with because it's one mm. of those movies and there's very few. And I don't think we've actually had this conversation before. There's very few sequels that top the original. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's we've talked about that many, many, many times. Um, but uh, George, did did you see this movie in theaters? I know I didn't because I was three. But uh... <laughs> uh, I was I was I, I was five when it came out. Uh, unfortunately, I did not. Uh, Mom was a little cheap back in those days; didn't really go to the movies that much. I had the VHS with that black that black cover, the raised lettering for. Mm-hmm turtles that when you put it on you got that pizza ad before the movie started which i sent you dean and i said i watched this before i started watching the movie just to feel like i was a kid again yeah like it's it's one of those movies like and i was telling i told you and i told scott earlier you know uh, off camera that i hadn't actually sat down and watched this movie in a long time and i did neither but and I said, I'm just like, wow, like there's so many like things that I, I guess I must have like mentally forgot about that I just kind of worked in to how I talk on the regular basis. And I'm like, shit, that's where I got that from. So that's good. That's good because I watch this all the time now. And it started when my oldest kid was like four because mm-hmm. I kind of pushed it on him a bit because <laughs> I gave him, I gave him the toys when he was two. And then I kept giving him a new, action figure every birthday or uh and christmas and then i'd give one to um you know to each of my my twins who are younger than he is and by doing that then all of a sudden it kind of pushed him into the movie a little bit Hmm. and now it's one of our road trip movies that we put uh you know in the minivan Hmm. and i i i've listened i've listened to the movie straight through not even watching it I don't know, 10 times in the last two years. Mm. So this will be a fun back and forth because this is something that I, I am, I mean, which is one of the reasons you have me on, very well-versed. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott, I also had all the action figures as well. In fact, I still have them. Um, so they're in a box up in my parents' attic and uh, I need to uh, I need to pull them down. So And Scott, he's left us. Um, no, he's back. No, he's back. He's back. No, um, I, I ran. I ran away because I wanted to show you. I literally have a Casey oh, Jones in my office right now um, because my youngest broke his leg off, and I have to super glue it together. Oh, um, poor, but I mean, I have. <laughs> but you know, at least again, at, at least my kids are playing with them, and yeah, I, it's uh, true. And that's, I, what, that's what toys are meant to be. Really, yeah. watching him get new life out of it is mm-hmm. really, really tremendous. And I've mm-hmm. thought to myself, as much as you can, like, as much as. I love them and I kind of want to keep them nice and pristine or, mm. or, or even selling them to a real collector it could actually yeah. bring in real money. Mm. I kind of am way more into the fact of just them having you know new life and me getting to be a part of it again. It's, yeah. it's real meta conversation. I mean, uh, I know I feel the same way. Like I I'm, I'm not sure what to do with mine, but like they were not loved when I was a kid. I, I played with them all the time, beat them up. You know what I mean? So like, Mine are not in pristine condition. You know, I played with my toys when I was a kid. I didn't want to. Good. Like, and oh, you should. You know, you I should. wasn't one of those guys who were like, oh, you know, I'm now I'm one of those guys who I'm like, I'm not taking this out of the package, you know. Right. Um, but like, you know, when I'm, you know, three, four, five years old, I'm ripping that bubble off that card back and playing with that stuff, you know. Are you the oldest, youngest? Are you only child? I'm, I'm the only child. Okay. Um, with So my oldest is more like me and I'm an oldest and I always was very... Um, I, I mean, I, I played with my toys, but I wasn't very rough with them. I never have yeah. been. It just was never in my nature. But my 
uh, and, and my oldest again is like me, my, uh, my younger son, who now is four, he's still just banging the ass out of toy, just bang, mm. bang, bang, one toy against another toy. Mm. I'm like, dude, like, you know, <clears throat> I get it. And I'm glad you're playing with it. But like, you know, just like, don't break yeah. them in half. Like, if you could. Appreciate <laughs> it. I don't know. Hey, at least... At least toys from our generation held up. I'm pretty sure you can't do that with action figures nowadays. I'm sure that's a great point. Yeah, that is also that is a, a great point. But um, hey, let me run down some uh some statistical stuff about this movie, and we'll we'll kind of get we'll dive into it. So, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Jesus, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> released March 30th, 1990, with a budget of 13.5 million dollars. Its box office gross was $202 million. Directed by Steve Barron, screenplay by Todd W. Langan and Bobby Herbeck, story by Bobby Herbeck, based on the characters created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Lard, or Laird, however you want to say it. Um, <clears throat> music by John Duprez and uh, cast. We have Judith Hogue as April O'Neill, uh, Elias uh, Coteus, uh, Jay Patterson. Uh, Michael Turney, Raymond Sarah, James Sato, uh, Sam Rockwell makes an appearance as the head thug, um, and so does so does uh, Skeet Ulrich and Scott Wolf. King uh, Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Brian, uh, the voice cast for the Turtles and Splinter is Brian Tochi, Josh Pace. I'm going to assume Corey Feldman. I always forget he actually did the voice of Donatello. Uh, Robbie Rist as Michelangelo. Kevin Clash as Splinter. Um, Do you know who Kevin Clash is? Can I just stop there? Uh, Kevin Clash. I definitely know the name. He's he's Elmo, dude. Yeah. He is. is he he really? is top end Muppet tier, dude. Like, oh, yeah, wow. he was like he he was like Jim Henson's number two for a while. Like that dude was all over uh, Sesame Street. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah it's a big right, deal, right? right? Yeah, 1980 to 2012. That's awesome. And one interesting thing that I found uh, diving into this movie just to do a little bit of research was that I think Corey Feldman got like fifteen hundred bucks mm-hmm. for the voice work. He accepted it, thinking that it was just going to be a small, low-budget, independent film, and just hoping that it would have some moderate success if they were lucky. But obviously, it crushed. Mm. Mm. Uh, Kevin Clash is also the voice of Uncle Traveling Matt on the new Fraggle Rock. Uh huh. Didn't yep. know that. I haven't, I haven't seen the new Fraggle Rock yet. I me either. But he's it. me either. But I, I, I took a, a peek at it because mm. again, it's they still have some Henson people. There's yeah, one yeah. original cast member, uh, Karen Perel, I believe. She does Red mm. Fraggle, and she's, uh, she's still there. I, I still have to mm. jump into that. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so uh, hey, George, you uh, you take uh, it away. A couple of points of interest uh, here for the three of us being the age that we're in and the time that we grew up in. I looked up Steve Barron because I his name isn't familiar to me, so I don't know what else he directed. This man was a music video director in the 80s. Uh-huh. He is responsible for giving us the video for <laughs> Billy. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. He also directed AHA's Take on Me. Um, Joe Jackson stepping out. You're a big Joe Jackson fan, Dean. Am I? You are. Okay. 
uh, he did the African video for Toto. Hmm. This dude has had his his hands in a lot of songs from the from the eighties. He directed mm. the Money for Nothing video, probably one of the best videos. Ooh. Probably mm. one of the best videos of all time. Yeah, with Take on Me and Money for Nothing, that is, I mean, yeah. those are Mount Rushmore of music videos. Mm-hmm. And he directed the video, Dean. This is, uh, is specifically for you and me. He directed uh-huh. the video for the Living Daylights and for uh, for Your Eyes Only. Oh, all right, cool. So. This man, this man's influenced our lives, and we never even knew it. Dang! <laughs> so, it's a shame because Jim Henson did die two months after this movie is released, so it is one of the last projects he worked on. But mm. I mean, just watch the movie; it's got his fingerprints literally all over it. If you didn't even, if you didn't know this was a Henson, uh, the, the the Henson Creature Workshop was behind it. I mean. I had actually forgotten they were behind it for 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 some reason for a bit. I thought it was the um, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Um, Stan Winston. Stan Winston. That's for for a bit. I thought that's who did it, but then then I I kind of remembered it was Jim Henson. I'm pretty sure uh, if Stan Winston <laughs> was behind it. We would have been scared out of our minds as soon as it on the screen. That's true. Stan Winston. All of a sudden, they got fangs. They're all looking like Slash from the cartoon. So, like, I thought I was supposed to look like this at all. All the concept arts by H.R. Geiger. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Well, I guess I didn't need to sleep tonight. Uh, So, considering this is a movie about four giant turtles Mm -hmm. and a giant rat, and there are numerous fights around New York City, this movie is weirdly grounded in reality. Correct. It's darker. Darker. It, it, it almost got. I remembered. Yeah, and it almost got. Um, I, I read up on it a little bit. It, it almost. They said it was almost too dark, but I loved. I don't know. Um, I, I noticed that re- upon the rewatch and how I was showing it to my kids as a, as a hey, check this out. It's a kids movie. It's not really, but you can kind. Of, I mean. But the reason why it was a kids movie for me or for us is because we came up with. I assume not even the comic books, but Saturday morning cartoon, which mm-hmm. made them more kid friendly. It was yeah. smiles and and happy jokes and oh, they they you know foiled the bad guy and and uh, everything's great and sunshine mm-hmm. and rainbows. Um, where this was like. You know they're living. You know, obviously they're living in the sewer, but it's 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 very dark. Even the color scheme is very dark. It's they're yeah. actually hiding. You know, they talk about hiding in the shadows, but they actually were hiding in the shadows. And then they kind of dig in a little bit to uh, some of the turtle. Like one of the turtles has an insecurity issue, and one of the mm-hmm. turtles has a authority problem with authority, and and it kind of dives a little deeper, which you know is 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 great for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old, like being older now, it's like, oh, I can, I'm picking up on all these things. I'm like, oh, it's like they were preparing us for the future. Hey, this is what it's going to be like when you grow up. Mm-hmm. When you're a teenager, you're going to be wildly insecure and you're going to have a problem with authority. Yes, uh, yes. And, and for me, you know, I'm obsessed with pizza. So, um, you know, so I've always been naturally drawn to the uh, Ninja Turtles. Hey, did you guys have that? uh, I think it was. I don't think I think it was a cookbook, a turtle's cookbook when you were younger. And then it had the recipe for the English muffin pizzas in it. I've heard of this, did not yes. have it, but we touched on it at 
in my podcast mm. uh, and I was very I was drawn to it and I, I I really I really think I gotta grab it um I think I my think wife so. is listening my birthday's coming up dear <laughs> <laughs> let me let me tell you pizza and English muffin is pretty good Dang I'm it. not gonna lie hey, and hey. you can uh you can I can thank the turtles for that so because that was that was in that classic yeah. classic stuff well is yes Speaking of the food, did you have the turtle pies as a kid? Yes. Okay. Good. Oof, it was basically yeah. like an wasn't it like an empanada yeah. stuff with? Uh, oh yeah. I don't know, it was like icing, like green icing. It, it was, it was, speaking it was, of food, what about the ice cream bars from? Uh, oh my god! From the well, ice cream truck when, with the uh, with the gumball eyes. Yeah, Donatello's eyes on the back. One of his on the back of his head. You know, because they could <laughs> never, never never be centered perfectly on the face. <laughs> Oh, look, see, we lost George. That wouldn't be a podcast without losing George. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, he's, back. he's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the turtle pies, Dean. They're essentially those Hostess uh, like fruit pies that you see mm. on the shelf with the Entenmann's donuts and cookies. That you know, it was essentially that, but way much, way better because the filling was green. So Entenmann's. Oh, they got an end cap at the end of, at the end of their aisle at the supermarket. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had I, I had these. <laughs> my co-host tried to re uh first of all he tried to find them couldn't find them then he tried to buy them on ebay or amazon that didn't happen <laughs> so then he tried to make them he and his like son tried to make them one day and that mm. also didn't work out so we have to really i don't know sign a petition or something to get mm. these back on the shelf hey, if, hey, they look, back, if they can bring back actor cooler they can bring back turtle pies damn right yeah but they only brought back actor cooler for a, a small period of time you know, I mean, remember we went hunting for it and I bought like 10 cases of it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cooler like Baja, like whatever blast from. Uh, no, it's it's no? Um, it's just it's like it's just tangerine high C. It's all it is. Yeah. So. But, uh, we also get, our, uh, we also get uh, you know, our, our first live action April O'Neil. So which we only got her in this movie because she was replaced by another woman. In the in the next two installments, but she's like this just this hard nose like lowest lane of the Ninja Turtle universe. Like yeah, she, yeah. She will do whatever it takes to get a story that won't like you know if she's gonna piss off the chief of police, she's gonna do it, and then she's gonna talk shit to him right to his face and let him know he sucks at his job. Yeah, well, she, she was re- she she was replaced by uh, Megan Fox. Well, no, she was replaced in, in <laughs> ooze, then they're you know replaced again. But apparently what's funny is she was so hard-nosed and she didn't take any guff from anyone anyone uh, that even off screen she got replaced for complaining too much that <laughs> they had a six day like shooting schedule and they just didn't bring her back. No. Uh yeah, so I did a little bit of research for for this and I and uh as as well versed as I am with the franchise, or at least the '90s, '80s, '90s version of the franchise, um, I have not. I didn't dig into the IMDb until I started doing some research, and I found some really interesting facts. What you got? Uh, so my my favorite are uh, the fact that speaking of April, she, um, Robin Williams was a big fan of the franchise, and. Uh, and April, the actress, and Robin Williams were working on the movie Cadillac Man together. And Robin Williams was giving her kind of uh, 
I don't know, information regarding her character, like kind of some ins and outs that she didn't know because of his big comic book collection, uh, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, I like that the actors who, some of the actors who physically portrayed the turtles had cameo roles. So like um, there's only one of the, um, one of the guys who, uh, it was that Josh Payas guy, the Raphael. Mm-hmm. He was the actor and the voice. Mostly it's yes. either they were the actor or the <laughs> voice. So like, but he also had a, he was also in the taxi cab when, when Raphael jumped on the hood and early mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays Michelangelo was also the pizza delivery guy who got to Michelangelo and Donatello late. Uh, the guy Leif Tilden, who played Donatello, he was uh, the foot messenger that meets April in the subway. And David Foreman, who played Leonardo, was a gang member during cool. um, Casey Jones's fight with Tatsu. So I thought that that was a really interesting tidbit. Um, I liked that the <laughs> I liked that the even though it was set in New York City. Most of the filming was in Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> and it was, it was a film, like the Foot Clan's hideout was at this abandoned cement factory. And the location was also used for Dino Hatton in Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is great. And Top sure Dollar Nightclub. <laughs> and Top Dollar Nightclub, the uh, nightclub in The Crow. Oh, okay. uh, and the the other thing that I wanted to mention that I thought was just kind of brilliant, and this shows Jim Henson's brilliance, is to help disguise how like big and slow the the turtle costumes were. So Henson was a known perfectionist, and every little detail had to be perfect with these mm-hmm. costumes. They are um, the creature shop is just absolutely outrageous, so ahead of its time, but because they were so cumbersome. The dialogue scenes were shot at 23 frames per second so that they were played at normal speed of 24 frames per second. They appeared a bit sharper and snappier. And for the same reasons, the fight scenes were shot at 22 frames per second so that they played them faster so it looked more um, natural and and more awesome. That's That's insane. That's nice. Like little tidbits like that, like for Henson, just shows why he's still the pinnacle. Uh, sure. And probably yeah. never. And, and right. And that again, and that was 1990. Yeah. yeah. And he was so ahead of its time, you know, so ahead of his time there. And that's why, you know, it would be very difficult for someone, you know, someone else or some other shop to do what he does. I had this conversation with Stuart Pankin, the guy who played um, Earl Sinclair in Dinosaurs who worked with Jim Henson and we were talking about on, on my podcast, Hey, you guys podcast. Um, We were talking about how I don't know if anyone's really tried to, to be a, be a Henson company, like to be Mm. a Jim Henson. I, I don't, I don't know if that's even been, you know, if they're just like, Hey, Henson does it. Henson, you know, the Henson company, they still do it. They still do an amazing job. We're just not going to even try. I mean, it's probably easier for a lot of companies now to just take the CGI route, take the easy, you know, kind of take the easy road. Like, yeah, well, we could get some actors in suits. Uh, 
I can just create this on my computer and sit. You, you mean like they did with the what they did with the remakes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, hey, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back to uh, wrap things up on the other side. Um, yeah, bye. Hey, we're back. Right, go ahead, George. Yep. So, real quick, uh, and not real quick, because I know this is. I know the three of us. I know how this is gonna go. Um, when I was a kid watching this movie, uh, how cool was that fucking hangout where like the where like all the teen runaways and wayward kids were hanging out? Dude. Yes. Yes. Well, that's part of the I don't know, it's part of how like it, it was a real it's a real life experience. Like in the 90s, you know, you didn't feel like you you fit in. So it'd be easy to get kids to just want to go not go to school go hang out at this amazing hangout you got to do whatever mm-hmm. you want it was like the lost boys yeah yeah oh yeah yeah I mean, it's, they had arcade it was like all the t- it was all the top arcade games at the time like narc <laughs> i was like oh god i saw that and i was like i completely forgot about that even being a thing there's a half pipe <sighs> comic books everywhere it's uh 90s kids uh dreams that's what that Bur- that's what we Bur- dreamt fire from containers <laughs> if you look, if you look closer, there might have been a McDLT somewhere, George. I'm, I'm sure there was, Dean. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there was. But they want to put it on screen. It would, it would have taken too much attention away from the rest of the movie. Everyone would have been asking, <laughs> asking "Where's the McDLT? Why isn't the McDLT in more scenes?" <laughs> you mean me? <laughs> yeah, you. You look like, oh, This movie gets a one. Not enough McDLT for my life. <laughs> So another little point of interest, the, the guy who's the voice of Michelangelo, Robbie Rist, he was cousin Oliver in that last season of the Brady Bunch and is considered one of the worst, one of the worst television characters of all time. Oh, the one that got cut out and they never talked to him about him again, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they brought him in and then he was just gone and then that was it. Sergeant Bright. Oh my god. That boy clearly bounced back, so. He wasn't. He wasn't struggling. He wasn't struggling too much. But uh, also, real. So after rewatching this movie, and obviously, you know, Shredder's debut is is fucking phenomenal. <clears throat> it's fantastic. Yeah, Mark they did a great out. job. Yeah. Tops rolling the cape off of the uh, off of the shoulder spikes as to not to rip it because I'm sure if he does rip it, uh, Shredder is gonna rip him mm-hmm. from stem to sternum. Um. And Shredder comes out and he's talking to the youth. And he was, you know, the outside world rejects you. We are your family. I am your father. Sounds suspiciously like 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 Darth Vader when he of says course. it. Of course, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him for it. It works. But he talks about how like these turtles are interfering in his business. At this point of the movie, they have stopped one mugging and they stopped April from getting killed. <laughs> well we don't know what they did before you know it wasn't like they were just yeah. hanging around uh drinking shasta all day <laughs> well when they go back in the story they mentioned how that was their first battle you know yeah, in the beginning of the true. movie so it was just weird <laughs> he was just like all right two things got fucked up i need to get these turtles killed <laughs> that was that was three there was three too many yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the turtle showed up and no, yeah, sir. The turtle, the turtle showed up, and Shredder, Shredder was like four dollars, four dollars, four dollars. I'm gonna buy three dollars. 
He's like, listen, Sam Rockwell really needed to steal that news van. And he just, no, 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 no. Let's get these turtles. Let's get them wiped out of here. Sam Rockwell's best role. Hey, George, check this out. Um, point of interest. The original scene when Raphael went to the movies in the beginning, instead of seeing uh, Critters, I believe it was. Yeah, it was instead of seeing Critters, um, which also was a you know under the same umbrella at the time it was also new line and which is funny because it's like he comes out and he says where did they get this stuff and it's and it's like oh it's a green critter who is you know a mutant and it's you know it's funny because it's self-deprecated um the original line was him walking out of batman and saying cool car stupid costume Oh, that's insane yeah i thought that was uh i which did i did not know that i think timeline wise i don't think critters one would have been in theaters i'm like critters three might have been out by that point but i don't know i don't i don't follow the critters franchise i don't care one way or the other about you it. don't know if critters saw, one was canon critters three was canon with uh critters yeah, one i it's it, it, it's all over the place all i know is for some reason it was rebooted they brought back d wallace stone i'm like no one needs this i'm done I'm already checked out. Also, I mean, the good thing about this movie is you don't need to know who these characters are beforehand. You know, they're not wasting time with introductions of, oh, this is April O'Neil. This is Casey Jones. These are the turtles. This is Splinter. Like, they didn't, like, when we were growing up, they didn't need to spoon feed it to us. They were like, all right, you already got us sold. It's the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. We'll just figure out who everyone is just through context. And they, like, and they, they did the little flashback of how they came to be when they got with April anyway. So it was yeah. good enough. Yeah, that was all we needed. I didn't, right. need any, didn't need anything more. They they delved into that in Secret of the Use a little bit, a, a little bit more. But even that was just kind of, well, this is a company that made the use. So mm-hmm. let's go from there. Uh, I also enjoy Casey Jones's debut on and I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Casey Jones fan. Scott, you were probably the biggest Casey Jones fan. Apparently. You named kids out of him. I literally named... I, my my son Casey Jones Boyd and I actually have a Casey Jones hat that I'm wearing at this guy. current time. This guy, this guy. Mm-hmm. just just doing <clears throat> it over here. Even um, his mask was like was comic accurate. It's like we didn't yeah. even care about comic accuracy in the '90s, but it was dead on. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it's such a it it had its um you know his own roller coaster ride too. So he had his own little mini plot plot line storyline where he went from you know a uh, an enemy to a friend yeah yeah when they realize that they're all essentially on the same side and he was completely unfazed that there were giant turtles in new york <laughs> yeah. he thought there was uh, a punk he's like oh, hey punkers uh, hey punkers george it's new york uh, <laughs> that's what it was it was new york in the 90s no yeah. and i think that that was the whole thing oh because he mentioned he's like oh uh guy wearing a trench coat and a green and painted green face. Oh, I hate punkers. Yeah. George, you see some of the stuff I see when I go up to New York City. I, I've sent it to you. A giant yeah. turtle in a trench coat would, would be an, uh, an everyday affair up there. That's true. <laughs> right next to the guy who passed out with the heroin needle in his arm. <laughs> right next to the pile of human shit at the Queen Plaza <laughs> subway station. <laughs> Casey Jones has a uh, Canseco bat. Raphael goes, a Jose Canseco bat. Tell me. You didn't pay money for this. 
Uh, that's yeah. great line. He also had a yeah. cricket uh, <laughs> two bat. For, two, two for one, Sal, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Jose and Sago probably paid them to put that bat in the, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just gave him an unmarked bottle of pills and he was fine with it. So he also had a cricket. I guess it's a cricket bat. Uh, and just the, the, the comment, cricket, nobody understands cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, the repartee is it's it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. That's like, like I said, it's one of those things where like when people mention cricket, like, you gotta know a crumpet is to understand cricket. It's like it, it's just in the common. It, it's just like a, a part of uh, like common uh, like conversation now. Whenever it comes up, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when they're fighting in April's apartment, and Donatello just yells, "I know we're California roll." Like whenever we're ordering sushi, and I see the California roll, I do that instinctively. <laughs> That's great. To California roll. I like, I like uh, my other favorite Casey Jones quote was Donatello's like, you're claustrophobic. And Casey Jones like, whoa, whoa, you want a fist in the mouth? I never yeah. even looked at another guy before. <laughs> That's such a great line. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh. Um, so one other thing I wanted to mention. So we talked about how um, you know, the reason you guys were kind enough to invite me is I'm a huge, huge fan. And what I didn't, uh, don't know is if you understood how far, not only how far it went for me, but like how far it could, or how far uh, Turtles Mania went. So I had the, the movie poster in my room as a kid. And, you know, it was, it was the front, it was that black um, mm-hmm. skyline and they're peeking out of the manhole cover um, just like on the front of the VHS, you know, mm-hmm. but then after the popularity of the movie, um, I wasn't into, I was, let's say seven, right? Six, six, seven. So I wasn't into like buying albums yet, but I did have my parents buy me the soundtrack because I didn't know what else, because obviously I wanted something turtles, which was mm-hmm. good. But then they actually spawned a rock and roll album. <laughs> mm-hmm. And took it on tour. Did you go see it? I went. (laughs) That's awesome. Me and my me and my me and my best friend at the time went the I think it's called the Out of Their Shells tour. Yes, yes. It was great. It was great. They actually uh uh so the uh, there's a there's a figure company out there called NECA Scott, and uh, they make a lot a lot of really good turtle figures now. Like they're more of like the for display. They're not like really you know to play with. They're they're more of a collector item. But they actually put a box set out. Was it 2020? I think of that tour, the figures dressed up like the, from that tour. Nice. So yeah, so it was. So uh, I wanted I wanted to get it, but I also didn't want to spend like 250 bucks on it. So I was just like. <sighs> Past. <laughs> so, now, did you did you play any any of the video games? Oh, all all of them, all yeah. of them. Literally, my, I mean, turtle. I mean, uh, I'm yeah, still turtles, getting run over by a tank in the first game. Two turtles to the arcade <laughs> game is one of my favorite. Is very well could be my favorite game of all time. Um, I am still having nightmares about the uh, the water level in mm-hmm. in the first in the first one. George, <laughs> for, George wants he wants to sleep tonight, man. George, George can't he can't he's falling uh, on the floor. Dead. It's so tough. It's so Dead. tough. I, I'm uh I'm really excited. I don't know if George uh, 
uh, told you, but they're re-releasing all those original games. Uh, I think we was it the 30th of August, I think, George. August 30th. The, On the, Switch? Yeah. The, the date, uh, well, I think all the, the date all just the came system, out. Yeah. The, okay. They, they just announced a release yeah. date. Actually, the, the, this weekend because of San Diego Comic Con, I think they announced on Thursday. Mm. So, all, yeah. August 30th, it's called the Calabunga Collection. It's being released on all the next gen systems. So, yeah. when I, um, when I, um, when I, when I get my vacation house, which, you know, who knows when that'll be, because uh, mm. I don't have room for it here, the, the arcade one. Mm. Turtles will be there, and mm-hmm. in preparation for that, I've you know again not anytime soon. My wife got me the Turtles arcade game keychain. Nice. Have you seen this? It it's it's uh, a it's a it's an arcade case on a keychain, but really? it plays. What? <laughs> it plays. That's it's awesome. amazing. Um, and I my. My son watched me open this package and <clears throat> excuse me, he has played the game more than I have. And he like <laughs> tells me he gets past like this point in level four where the car comes out at you and tries to run you over. Oh man, it is so, it's so rad. Um, That's awesome. I'm not diving into getting my, my kid into video games necessarily just yet, but mm. the right now um, the rule is, he can either play that game. That's the game he's allowed to play because it was his first video game ever, which you know, mm. makes me a proud dad or any game that's older than I am. Mm. Um, and we have like a little Pac-Man system that has Pac-Man and Dig Dug and Galaxian. Right. So, and Galaga. So the um, classics, the classics. That, right. That and that, so that yeah. he's allowed, that he's allowed to. And I feel like, you know, whether I'm right or wrong, I think that that's how I want to play this dad game. Mm. Um, so I think that that's, you know, that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I, Turtles. I, I, I think you're winning, Scott. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hey, I appreciate you know, that. Listen, as, as a, I'll say this as a 35-year-old and a lifelong gamer, uh, I feel like I've come full circle in my gaming because I much prefer to power up a Nintendo Switch and, you know, pull up, uh, you know, the old you know, the NES Online or Super NES Online and just play the old games. Uh, like I've, I've, I've done it. I feel like I've done it all with, you know, I mean, listen, there's nothing. I, the gaming today is gorgeous, but like, there's just something quaint and just simple about putting on, you know, uh, the original Mario or, um, you know, the t- Teen Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtles game and just kind of, and just playing that. And I, you, you turn know, your brain off a bit. Yeah, exactly, it's more, exactly. it's more button yeah. mashing, which yep, in a yep. way is kind of what I want as a, late thirties guy who works all the time and has a wife mm-hmm. and kids. Um, so yeah. I kind of, if, if I have that time, I generally don't want to like dive in too much in mm-hmm. a long game where I have to think a lot and go through sure. all epic story quests. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that the switch, if you can do that with the switch, you can, you can dive into like old NES games, super NES yeah. games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll, that's going to be my next, uh, my next big purchase so okay. that I, I can get my kid into it. George can attest to it, man. It's it's a hundred percent worth it. I mean, you know, uh, George is always playing the Super Super NES online, and then and they did they did an expansion pack for uh, with sixty four games on it too. So um, it's just it's just so much. It's you know, they're like I, I was telling George, you know, um, you know, I uh, I just recently uh, I sold him my PS five because I wasn't really playing it. I wanted to buy a Switch again, and there's just something. There's no, nothing beats. I, I I told him I said there's nothing like putting on, you know. The original Super Mario Brothers dropping in at World One One and just running through it. It's it's the most calming, uh, 
just chill thing ever. And, yeah. it's, and it's it's because it's muscle memory. Correct. You, you know where you know where every hidden block is and all that stuff. And it's and just, the, it's the perfect. The feeling you get because I mean even the <laughs> audio like the audio response mm-hmm. that your brain you get taken back to yeah oh yeah you know to being ten years old with your yeah. block uh, controller mm-hmm. you know it it really is amazing no I'm yeah. I'm with you a hundred percent yeah uh, Scott did you see that they uh, so digitally uh, physically it comes out I think next month but there's digitally they uh, they released a sequel to Turtles in Time it's called Shredder's Revenge. Yes, it's a two D side scroller arcade style game. Is, is that? It's, it's just it's sold, an, is it an app or is it like a switch? No, it's game? a game. It's a oh. switch game. Switch game. It's, oh. on, it's on PlayStation as well. The di- you can buy it digitally now, but physically, it comes physical copy comes out I think next month, and it sold well over a million copies in its first week. Like that's it is, awesome. It's lighting the world on fire, and and as a Turtles fan, I love that because there's not much going on with the franchise. Um, I mean, the remake movies were kind of, they came and went and you know, they were, you know, they were first one was okay. The second one I thought was terrible. You know, um, the comics aren't, you know, ever since IDW got the comics a few years ago, they had just not been good at all. Um, so the, to have something like that to come out and just blow people away. And so it makes me happy as a Turtles fan. So, yeah. That's awesome. I thought it was just an app where uh, I, I I just thought it was spamming me a bunch, but you know, <laughs> no, no, but no. of course the it, you know That's whatever Google algorithm knows me. I've I've seen it a lot. I didn't realize. I didn't look into it, but no, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, so let's 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 finish up and go back to the movie um and kind of do some favorite scenes, any least favorite scenes, and some ratings. So, um, Scott, uh, give me give me a, a favorite scene and a least favorite scene. What do you got? If you have a least favorite scene. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess <laughs> uh, least favorite scene is when they're out in the farmhouse, just waiting for Splinter to wake up, waiting for um, Raph, you know, to know anything about Raph. Mm-hmm. Just it, 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 it's fine because apparently they cut out a bunch of stuff and they left in what just needed to be there. It was mm-hmm. still annoying. Um, yeah. If you know, it's just the, my least favorite scene. It's fine. Um. I don't know, uh, but but favorite scene? I don't know. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 repartee when they have fight scenes, I just think is is awesome. I really like um, the statue. They they were playing, they were pretend playing football in April's apartment with a slice mm. of pizza. They did a Statue of Liberty <laughs> play. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, you know. That was one of those. They're great. That was the secret of the use. Wait, what? Oh, you're yeah, right, was... because it was Kino. Sorry. Um, wow. Sorry about that. Um, which, is, which is funny. Still that's great. My, that, that's my favorite scene in part two. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, it just jumped out at me. It's so good. I, I, I too play football. <laughs> I've once thrown Dean a slice of pizza that he's caught with a sigh. So. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're all, you know, I think they're all great. I really like the, again, I like the repartee. It, the impressive repartee of, I mean, this, unfortunately, this goes to the farm scene, but one of my favorite pieces of uh, dialogue back and forth is when Casey Jones and Donatello were talking about Gilligan and Marianne and, and you know, the Gilligan's Island, and they were insulting each other in oh. alphabetical order. 
<laughs> which I didn't real, which took me a long time to realize. And as soon as it clicked, I was like, "No way! I can't believe they did this." This is amazing. Because I, yeah, I remember that too. Because I remember because because in the middle of it, like they stop and Dante was like, "What are we on?" And Case turns like G, and then it picks up, and I'm like, "I want to pick okay. up." Okay, yeah. face. Oh, whose brain? Like, <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, so good. And Michelangelo Dante will have some of the best just conversations in that movie. Just Michelangelo, the is the they're sitting so there good. and they're and they're trying to work out catchphrases. Mm. Oh, the, yeah, the the yeah, yeah the the bossa nova, uh, yeah, bossa nova, Chevy nova, nova? <laughs> excellent. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> pork rind, pork rind, pork rind. Like I see pork rinds now, and I just do that. I'm like pork rind, pork rind. I, I I get pizza every Friday, and I literally say in my head when it comes a second later, I'm like, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. There's a speaking of that, Scott. I know, like like now when I'm at work and when we leave and we close, uh, people who always go nice night. My immediate response is pizza dudes got 30 seconds. Nice night. <laughs> pizza dudes got 30 seconds. That's so good. No, it's great. It's an A. Mm-hmm. It, it's an A plus. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just, uh, George, your favorite team. Uh, it's hard because as, as hokey it is, I really like the fight scene between Casey Jones and Tatsu. Mm. Even though it's not much of a fight scene, it's just Tatsu, be- it's just Tatsu beating Casey Jones' ass until yeah. he hits him nuts with the uh, golf club. Mm. But it's just great because Casey, he's just like, he's a guy. It's like, it's just, he's insulting the entire time while he's getting his ass kicked. And it, it's just, it works. It's, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Also, I just noticed that in the fight montage after Raphael wakes up in the farmhouse, Donatello is randomly wearing a straw hat. Yeah. It's one frame and he's in a straw hat. And I'm just like, why? Apparently they cut out a bunch of scenes that had him in a straw hat. Uh, I read that. (laughs) Like it. I love it. Love it. I really don't have a least favorite scene, to be honest with you. Even even going back and rewatching it, it's just, I I don't have Yeah, I think everything in the movie just kind of works. Even, even the like the you know, Casey Jones flirt with April O'Neil. I mean, that was just you know, especially when he comes in and then he stops what he's doing, looks over April O'Neil. Whoa, who's the babe? <laughs> <laughs> the nineties thing. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine out or uh, out of ten, George. Uh, I'm going nine out of ten. You know I almost what? want to go. I almost want to say nine point nine five, just in mm. reference to song that plays the end of the movie. But I'm not. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you said nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. And, and what do you give it, Scott? Uh, nine point five. Nine point nine five out of ten. I'll okay. I'll give it that, George. <laughs> nice. I'll do it. Nice. Um, I uh, so my my favorite scene is the flashback scene to when Shredder is talking about um, not Shredder. Um, Splinter is talking about um, Shredder, and I get to see a small animatronic rat uh, perform karate on a human being. I just I love watching the training montage of uh, Splinter in a cage learning karate. <laughs> <It's> so good! <laughs> it's just it's just great. I love it. So um, I don't I don't also don't have a least favorite scene, and I'm I'm gonna give the movie a I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I think, I mean, uh, and, and, when you, and when you think about it, that's a dark scene for like a kid yeah. to watch. 
yeah. you know, you know, his, uh, Splinter's master comes home. You know, he's he's just fresh into the new world. He obviously got a job as a construction worker, probably a lot of jobs that many immigrants would have gotten mm. at that time. You know, and his wife is dead on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's true. Right? <laughs> that's true. And then he get, he dies too, but they left the blood in too from like where he got where he got stabbed through the chest. They that's left true. that in for us. They did that for us. Yeah. No sugar, I also, no sugar I, also I also like the scene where uh, uh sorry I got I got the text message from Chris that threw me off. Um so my also my second favorite scene is, is it's stupid, but it's the scene where he's uh, telling April about how he found the turtles and he goes, and suddenly one talked, it was like pizza. I was like, that's, I wish my first word was pizza because <laughs> it would be so funny. <laughs> one goes, pizza, pizza, pizza. The other one goes, radical, radical, radical. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, no, um, hey, that was, uh, that was, that was a great discussion, guys. Uh, I love it. Uh, Scott, I'd like to have you on again for when we do Secret of the Use. Please and thank you. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll have that discussion of, uh, you know, one verse two in, uh, when we review that. So, Yes, please. Uh, yeah, we'll and, we'll keep we'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, yes, please. And then can I give a little shout out to my podcast? Absolutely. Please Absolutely. Do. That All was right. the next thing I was gonna say. So um so here's here's my uh here's my promo. Have you ever <laughs> dreamed about scaling the aggro crag or successfully completing a temple run? Did the never-ending story scare you scar you for life? Was your love of pizza attributed to four green turtles? If you were a kid in the 80s and 90s, it's time to relive your childhood with the Hey You Guys podcast. This is the ad copy I give out uh, to, um, to, uh, to our sponsors. Uh, each episode is a, is a retro walk down memory lane covering games, toys, music, movies, TV shows that shaped us in the fine folks that we are. And recent episodes have featured the host of Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple, Kirk Fogg, Family Matters and Salute Your Short Star, Venus DeMilo Thomas, uh, ABC show Dinosaurs lead actor, I said this before, Stuart Pankin, and other totally tubular heroes of our youth. So listen and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, but also follow on social. So I'm kicking ass on the Instagram and TikTok game, and I'm just uh, uploading all of our episodes to youtube as well i'm i'm mm. doing some video editing so we're doing nice. youtube stuff which is awesome nice. in fact today i just posted a uh, a dunkaroos video uh, oh. because my wife brought home some dunkaroos thought nice. it would be fun for for me and the kids to dive into so i just posted a dunkaroos nice. tutorial nice. on tiktok and instagram very nice now uh, yeah everybody check that out uh, it's a great podcast um you know uh, I am be I'm behind like I am on all my podcasts, so I'll catch up eventually. Um, but no, I, I I love listening to it, uh, Scott. It's a, it's a great Good. show. Thanks. Um, um, but uh, hey, you know, Scott, thanks for being on, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, thanks for the invite. You know, this was super fun. I love diving into things that I have a real passion about. And mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to George earlier, and he said that he was really excited for this episode. And I was I was super excited that you guys were super excited because I know I'm super excited. <laughs> well, that's yeah, what I want to get you on. Like, so I, I asked Dean, I'm like, well, Sky is, is probably the biggest Turtles fan we know. Mm-hmm. I was like, why don't we just get him on? 
Yeah. And then, like, when you said you were good with it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fucking great episode. Like, this is going to be he, great. He brought it up to me, and I was like, absolutely. Let's, let's get, let's cool. do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, worked out. Well, there was one more question I wanted to ask you. Uh, obviously, to you too, as well, George. I, I've sent the picture to you. Scott, did you have any of the, I think they were about 12 inch, like, big plastic Ninja Turtles? Um, they're like, there aren't, like, they would, like, they could pop apart pretty easily. But they were like like a hard uh, plastic, like about twelve inches tall. Big, so like. the only t- like so I have two tall ones. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll say I have one tall one, but it was a or it is a because I still have it and I gave it to uh, I gave it to my four year old for Christmas, actually no for his birthday in April, and it's it's about it's about twelve inches tall. But it's the boy version. Sorry, whatever. Uh, I'm assuming genders here. Boy version of a, oh, I want to call it a Polly Pocket, where mm. it it's its own action figure. But mm. the fun part is that it's a little playset. You open up the the shell, and there's a mm. teeny mini tiny Donatello, and a teeny mini tiny Michelangelo, and they play inside. There's a little sewer scene. That, that sounds vaguely familiar. I, I, rem- think I, I remember. remember I, re- yeah. I do remember something like that. I remember like the the quote unquote boy version of it was I think it was like Mighty Max, where it was essentially right. The, same the Mighty Max, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly yeah. same idea. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to send you a picture of what I'm talking about because I had the Raphael because Raphael is my favorite turtle. So same, um, and we yeah. didn't talk about that. But uh, we didn't. Same. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll ne- ne- next time. But yeah, next I time. love Rafi. So um I'll, yeah i'll send you a picture of it to show what i'm talking about so awesome um it's up it's up in my parents attic so but um yeah uh next week george what do we have on the docket for next week i can't remember from uh hell <laughs> i get this I, I, De- I uh, De- death death becomes her yes yes that's yes. right because <laughs> i believe this coming weekend is the i mean not that's a milestone for me but i think it's a great movie anyway it's yeah, the, I, do too. I think it's like the 30th anniversary of its release yeah very so, underrated um, com- very underrated comedy yeah so um yeah stay tuned for that everybody that'll be coming that'll be coming soon so uh once again uh scott thanks for joining us um and yeah everybody i've been dean holtzaffel i'm still george rogers and we will see you in the multiverse